following takes place between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. on the day of the California presidential primary. 24 Rewatch, episode 4. This is Get Into Geek. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as he does each and every week, Ben Clayton. How you doing, brother? I'm good, but uh, each and every week is a bit of a stretch, I have to say. <laughs> well, you know... No, mate, I'm calling BS on that. It was a week since our last podcast, and... Mm, it, was it now? Yes, it was. And okay. two, it was two. that was two weeks after our one before, okay? What? We were a weekly podcast that stopped being weekly after two episodes. This is what happens, right? So we... We do this, and I last time I tried to remember what had happened. I've got notes, thank God. Mm. And uh, so as I was rediscovering the episode, as I was re- reading my notes, because it had been over a week since the, the last one, and so with 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 extreme gusto, I left last week's recording and went, right, I'm going home, and I went bang, straight into another one with high hopes that we'd walk back in here the very next day. And here we are over a week later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, And, and look, I've forgotten. In fairness, everything. we would have been releasing it uh, when we're releasing it anyway, because this is a weekly podcast. And we released it, uh, I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday last week. We're recording this on a Wednesday. It will be released on Thursday. That's how we roll. So uh, I feel like it started on a Monday. I feel like it's, no. Uh, it, look, you know, we 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 were intending to start on a Monday, and we did actually start recording on a Wednesday. It's been a bit of a mess. But if you are new to this, and somehow you've accidentally found episode four of a Twenty Four Rewatch podcast, we are rewatching Ben and I, old school Twenty Four fans, rewatching the show uh, for the first time in almost twenty years. Certainly for Ben, I think I've I've watched it maybe two or three years later uh, from its premiere. But here we are. Discussing it, this is a 24 in real time podcast. So uh, we hit record and we don't stop until this bad boy wraps up in 24 minutes. So That's you right. get... if the phone rings, the phone rings. If, uh, in fact, I probably should turn that on silent. <laughs> <laughs> you hang on, me too. And look, you know, we are doing this in our regular work hours. Uh, I'm probably going to get away unscathed. It's, it's amazing, though, in the hour plus that we've recorded the podcast so far, that you haven't had your immediate superior walk in and ask you and quiz you things. I think at the end of the last one, he kind of walked in, but it was wrap-up time anyway, yes, so that was good. that worked out really well. So we are up to uh, your episode 4, 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. of day one, so that being season one. And I guess the first thing that I noticed about this one is that it does immediately pick up from uh, the end of episode three, where it ended on Janet. Kim's friend waking up from being hit by the car. As you would expect it to. Well, you would think it could have picked up anywhere, but it picked up, yeah, with her and you would expect it, but then they really try to sell up, and we joked about it on last week's show that no one is willing to help them. They are two teenage girls yep. running through like an alleyway, the back streets, uh, in the middle of an airfield, screaming for help. People are trying to kidnap us. They are trying to take us. Please help us. And everyone's like, go away from me. I don't want to know you. And I don't want to go all political, <laughs> but I will. I feel like the show is trying to make a statement that everyone that lives in the, let's call it the bad area of of LA, I don't even know where that area is, but at the time, they're trying to say, yeah, everybody that lives here is an arsehole. Yeah. Everybody. (laughs) There's not one single... And I'm thinking... Even in the worst, I mean, it's probably especially in the worst places, there are always nice people. That's it. 
Just because you're down on your luck doesn't mean you're an asshole, but apparently in this show, you are. No one's willing to What's help. What's it got sleeping in the street, somebody said? Is that, is that right? I've got it written here as my notes. Well, sleeping in the street. You were an idiot. Yeah, like, Janet said, like, in the middle of the road, her body is twisted around. She is covered in blood. And someone slows down their car long enough to stick their head out the window and go, what are you doing? Yeah, sleep in the street. Get out of the road, you idiot. And I'm like, she's dying. Yeah. You could tell that come on yeah it's just it's i mean come on yeah it's a it's yeah it's a little bit over the top i think and i, I don't know i don't know well they've got to you know because that's the the beauty and uh the <clears throat> curse of this show is that it has to have everything happening uh concurrent with one another all these different storylines and they just have to kind of have as much going on as each other so that one doesn't bore you when they cut away from the main story so obviously the main story we're following jack and uh and you know trying to find out information about this upcoming potential threat on the presidential um, candidate, but then you've got his daughter being kidnapped. Does it, you know, does it tie in? Obviously, very much at the end of this episode, we find out that they are so in sync with one another. But we get that in the final sixty seconds of the show. But episode two of the Kim and Janet storyline was them literally stuck in a truck. That's all they did. They had nothing to do. This episode kind of the same thing. Kim's driving away with her two kidnappers, only to get to a point. 30 minutes down the road where they go, oh, we better turn around and go kill her. And Janet's there for 45, 50 minutes of the episode looking for someone to help her on the street. Like, nothing was happening. And, you know, we sort of had to try and pretend like there was a lot of tension. It was more about Terry Bauer, uh, Alan York, driving there and trying to get there in time, but then being stopped by a cop along the way. And it's like, oh, of course it is. And they keep, you know what it reminded me of? Have you seen Ice Age? Yes. You know how there's the main characters going on, but then all of a sudden they'll pan out and the, the little squirrel thing will run past with its nut. <laughs> it reminded me of every time that um, the, the dad and Terry were, were there. Yeah. That all of a sudden they'll pan out and the little Vandra just yeah. drives oh past out God. of shot like the little <laughs> squirrel. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> LA's a big place. And I know they're kind of searching the, the, the you know, the one area, but come on, yeah. give me a break. That is Jeez. the second time that's happened, right? In, in, in what, three episodes? Yeah, because the first episode, maybe in the first episode yeah. near the end, they, um, they turned a corner. Well, they were waiting at the lights in the van drove That's right, yeah. yeah. It was worse in this at the end where, yeah, they'd been caught up. Well, they would have gotten to Janet first had they not have, you know, antagonised the police, and we'll get back to that a little bit later. But, uh, you know, the van drove past, goes to shoot her, drives off because an ambulance, someone anonymously has called an ambulance to come and help this dying teenager bleeding out in the streets. And then... As Alan and Terry... You see, one good person in it. the bad neighbourhood. Yeah, we never see them. Don't don't at all recognise them. They're just in like a room in a hotel or like, you know, in a yeah, building yeah. somewhere. And uh, as they get to the very street to turn right on to go down and what would have been to find Janet, an ambulance screams past them, lights on. And then they just keep just like going down, which is fine. But then when they hear, hey, someone was um, uh, struck by a car, this homeless woman saying, yeah, some girl got hit by a car. And then they they immediately just assume, well, obviously she's been looked after. And they're like, where is she? Do you, did you see where she went? And I'm like, maybe follow the fucking ambulance that just drove past you. Like, I still feel like that was close enough because we work in real time. I didn't even. Couldn't you do a U-turn and yeah. go, some, which hospital do they go to? Well, you know, um, St. Saint, you know, Saint whatever, that St. James's is the, uh, is the closest one. And I do believe it's quicker if you take this road and you're not going to get stopped at... Tra- it's like, just go! 
Just go. What are you doing? This is ridiculous. I feel like this could have wrapped up by now. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, we're hating on that. This girls, <laughs> the two girls, we're hating on that a little bit. A little bit too much, I think. Maybe we need to turn it around. Well, I think only because I'm waiting for it to get to. I, I've got memories of this storyline, but it's in daylight. I've got. I can see. Kim in a daylight setting. Where are we now? We're at three to four, so we're still a couple of hours away from decent daylight, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. I think we'll start maybe getting a glimpse of it, yeah, I guess in two episodes' time of LA, depending on what time of year we're working with, blah, blah, blah. But uh, that, uh, that Alan thing that I did just mention before, I almost thought, or I did think, by the end of this episode, we were going to be convinced that he was uh, a bad guy. Were well, you going to say before about the cop that you thought maybe he was going to kill the cop right then and there? It looked a little bit like that, but just the fact that he went up there for no reason to antagonise the police officer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's trying to stall. He needs to. Oh, he doesn't know why he needs to stall. It's not like he's getting a text from the two kids <gasps> oh, in the van saying, hey, think of that. we're on our way back, you know. He's not. He's not in cahoots. Like this is this is 2001. Like you know, a lot of characters seem to have mobile phones, but they're not living off them like we are, and like I'm now. I'm currently holding mine, right, just in case. And uh, <laughs> it, it just seemed like such a stretch that he would just go up there and almost physically and certainly verbally antagonize this police officer to get himself held up. Um, I'm like, wouldn't you just go, yeah, okay, look, I'm sorry we did that, write the ticket and we'll go and just sit here. Yell out, sure, don't get out of the car for the second time. You know, go up there and, and, and get in this cop's face. If you you were truly a loving father out to get your daughter who's in danger, you would obviously want to leave as soon as you could, but you'd do everything you could to do it the right way. And I don't know, maybe that's just me. I'm, I'm a viewer watching a television show going, come on, you wouldn't do it like that, but I've never been in that position, so who knows? But... I've just got this sneaking suspicion, no memory. Yes, I have watched the show before, but I can't remember. But I've got this sneaking suspicion that Alan is part of all of this. Yeah, I feel like he has to be as well. Yeah. Um, the other person who I'm still, I don't know, it's Tony. And I mean, he calls the lockdown at CTU. Mm. Um, is, he ba- is he bad? Do we know yet or not? Or we just feel like he is? I think, yeah, we're certainly supposed to suspect him because... You know, Nina seems in the clear. Well, I don't know, because I've got written down here, Jack told, and it reminded me, Jack told Nina way too much at the start of this episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. He just laid it all out real cool, quiet, Jack Bauer, like, Mm. up to her ear. And I'm like, dude, you're telling her too much. Stop. Just stop. Yeah. And, like, when he, especially when he goes up there and he's like, hey, look, you know, uh, was it Jamie, the um, the, the tech girl? And uh, and Nina says, can we trust her? He said, well, Walsh. Walsh trusted her. And he's, and I, and not even like, and I trusted Walsh. It's, and I trust you. And I'm like, dude, you thought she was bad 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now you're telling her that she has your utmost trust just because she pointed out that the date didn't match up because it was when you were boning her on a holiday somewhere. Like, Oh, I don't know. Unless that's all part of the play. And he's like bringing his enemies closer and he's saying, hey, I trust you so that she will pull the, the guard down a little bit and he'll be able to figure out whether she is real or not. But uh, Is Mason bad, the guy that comes in and starts, he was in charge of the lockdown? Is he bad, do we think? I, I remember, I think, all of Mason's, oh, hang on, no, there's Mason and then there's a character coming up. I don't know whether it's in this season or another, Chappelle. Do you remember Chappelle? No, but I don't think we should be talking about. No, that's that fine. Point. I just, yeah, okay, cool. But there's <laughs> this there, is episode by episode. I know, Mitch. but there's Mason and Chappelle, and I remember them very, like they're very similar. Like they are authority figures, 
whether they're from division or not, they do hold some kind of rank over CTU, and they are some kind of um, uh, not not villain, but you know, a, a, a bit of a blockage for uh, for Jack doing his shit because they want to do shit by the book. So Mason, I, I think, is just he's just a by the book guy. Obviously, we find out in episode one and reminded here that he's he's taken some money on the side and and you know lined his own pockets a little bit. But I think that might be the extent of it. I feel like at this point, I'm it's getting. It's very good. It's not tedious. Maybe it's just the fact that we're taking so long to watch it. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I, I'm, I'm at the point now where I, I need someone to be revealed to the audience. I need, I need us to be a let mole. in. Yes, yeah, okay. for us to have confirmation that Tony's bad or Nina's bad or something. Yeah, I, I want that right now. Yeah, maybe the tech girl's bad. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it was been her all along. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, one other thing that I, I've that's going on as well is the Palmer situation with the son. Mm. Uh, I kind of feel like I want, I wanted Palmer to tell Pierce, the um, secret service, secret service guy yeah. I, when he was talking to him and he knows about that. I'm like, Oh man, you're keeping secrets from the dudes who are supposed to protect you. And he doesn't know that someone's super bad and, you know, infiltrating the uh, CTU, CTU and all, all this moment. So he yeah. should, from his point of view, trust the Secret Service people, but yeah, I don't know. And we know that because this, I, I didn't realize that this was the first time they met, like in episode two or whatever, or three, whenever it was that Pierce first came onto the scene and introduced himself to Mrs. Palmer and was like, Hey, I'm Alexander, no, not Alexander Pierce, I think that's um, Robert Redford from, um, yeah, Ed, from the MCU. Uh, anyway, Pierce, and uh, and, and I'm there's like, there's a oh, crossover, let's get Jack Bauer in the MCU. Well, oh, come on. Oh. Where you know where Captain America no longer resides, just Jack Bauer is your number one patriot, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Wanting to trust Pierce because we know that Pierce is is so good, and he you know he hangs around for a little while, and he's trustworthy. I trust him in other shows and movies because of how good and how trustworthy he is. Exactly. In, in if he shows up as a bad guy, I'm not picking him as no, a bad guy at all. That'll be the greatest twist. I think <laughs> <laughs> he'll win awards from me yeah. if he turns out to be a bad guy in something. Uh, you know, Palmer's son. I it occurred to me they were having a conversation, and Palmer's standing there, and, and the son's standing next mm. to him, and I'm like, is that bad casting? What, that he's not an Adonis like his dad? Yeah, like, it looks... <laughs> he got mum's height. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but still, I mean, I think every generation has the opportunity that their kids are going to be... I mean, my daughter, for example, yeah. I think is going to be taller than me. Yeah. And it seems like every... I mean, it's obviously not every generation. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if we go back through human history, we'd probably be 100 feet tall by yeah. now. Yeah, But I don't know. There seems to be a lot of kids that outgrow their parents, and I think... I'm putting it down to better food, better nutrition. (laughs) I never thought we'd be covering this in the podcast. Well, why not? We've got 24 minutes. But my point is, I think with that in mind, and that's certainly what I was thinking in just generally in life, Mm. um, that the son is tiny compared to the dad, not even remotely close. No. And they're having a conversation. I'm like, dude, you look like you're not talking to your son there. I don't know. I guess you can have, obviously you can have, you know, you could have followed the mother and the mother is, I guess she's not, but she's not tiny. No, no. She's quite tall. Yeah. Anyway, it just occurred to me, I thought, is that bad <laughs> casting? Couldn't you, couldn't you have found somebody else that's just a little bit more like the dad's figure? 
then to generalize, if you put a big guy who's just as big, and because, um, uh, God, what's his name now? But David Palmer, I'm forgetting the, the actor's name. Um, Dennis Haysbert. If you get a, an actor just as big as Haysbert to play his son, when the accusation comes up that this son killed a man for raping his sister, do you believe it because he's a big guy and he uh, physically yeah. could do it? Whereas you get this short stature guy who just in a general acting sense, like dialogue delivery, might have been the best one. And, and he, comes, he comes across as a nice guy, he does. I guess, in this, which makes you think, oh... Is he too nice? Is he too nice to, he act, could, to be real? He couldn't have done that. That's the thing. He couldn't have and done I that. And I wonder, like, there was just a moment there where Palmer's telling his wife... What happened? What led to it? The the um what like the late show essentially late late news uh, um journalist host whatever calling him up and saying hey this is what we're going to roll with you've got to get prepared because this is what we're hearing and she's like you don't actually think that he could have done it though and then he pauses for a second she's like you you can't think our son's a killer he goes no 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 nothing like that now me knowing. Palmer. I don't remember the outcome of that particular side of the story, the the, the sister and the death of the person who uh, assaulted her. But um, I, I wonder whether live, when this episode was released, were we supposed to think that maybe Palmer was the one who did it because well, of how hesitant he was about that and why he wanted to go and find out what she knew. If it was a completely false story, why would he bother? Why would he get his fixer onto it to find out who knows information? So, And he came across quite heavy-handed when he grabbed that baseball bat out of those two hoodlums. Yeah. Uh, he was quite tough there, which makes... Yeah, it's a good thought. Mmm. Thank you. Yeah, well, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so what have we what have we got? So the, Jack goes on his uh, he goes to that address that's mm. uh, that's that they dig up and he heads Fernando off. Street or some shit. Yeah, yeah. and he, and then and the numbers just painted on the the on yeah the, I know. On the gate. <laughs> well, I wouldn't trust that. <laughs> well, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, and so they go in there, and the poor cop. I mean, she was cool. She I'm was thinking, cool. oh, she's going to be good. She's going to be like Jack's tag along for a few episodes. She's not nah, dead, mm. <laughs> straight up. Does she go on Jack's kill count? Uh, no, no, I'd no. keep her off. Yeah, I'd keep her off. I mean, maybe there's another. I mean, he indirectly kind of is responsible. Oh, I guess he didn't. He didn't. Now, kill what her, happened? Though. She didn't get shot, right? Did the guy just throw her to the side and she sort of cracked her head open on the on the crate on the um. Oh, container. That's a good thought. Because I, I didn't actually I, hear a gunshot, but then the way she was bleeding, I'm like, it, and it seemed. To be I coming thought from, it was a shot. Okay, I thought there was a shot muffled under the helicopter noises or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was glad there was a helicopter there because I'm like, this. We're getting towards the end of the episode. There are police around. There's going to be a dead cop. Uh, this is going to look a little sus. I reckon Jack's going to be arrested by the end of this. And then when Mason said to all of his people, or he got told by his people, "Hey, uh, the police have actually got Jack." where they are, we can go and get him. That was after the cop had been killed, before we saw them packing her up and, and uh, putting her onto a um, uh, little trolley or whatever you call it, uh, put into the ambulance. And I thought, oh, they've arrested him uh, for this. It looks bad. But he, he was all in the clear. It's like, yep, I'm CTU. Yeah, it was an accident. Obviously, those cops that were in the in the helicopter watching it, 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 it got given the all clear. Um, but I just thought, oh, don't make this a foil that he has to, oh, he's arrested for oh, mistaken identity. And, uh, you know, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. You know, so thankfully they had that written out. But then you get to the end, who is a recognizable actor, that guy that he was chasing the whole time. And I didn't pick it until right at the end, um, where he does all often play 
a guy that's in sort of he's not the villain, but he's sort of one of the henchmen sort of thing. Where this he, is the guy he was chasing. And yeah, was, yeah, okay. And he's like, "Hey, what do you know? Who's behind it? Blah blah blah." And he's not telling you anything. You have to bust me out. Obviously, I'm not going to do that. He's like, oh, do you ever want to see your daughter again? What? Hang on, what? Like Jack, twenty minutes earlier is calling Terry, going anyway. Just want to make sure she's okay. So that's she's the just... moment, right? That's the moment right there. Yeah, like and... we know as an audience because we've seen yeah. Gaines, the guy that's hiring the the woman, and he's got the guy working for him that's a sniper. They're working obviously to go and kill Palmer, and they've got the, is... the the swipe cards. So Terry knows that the daughters are in trouble. That's all. Has she conveyed that? to Jack yet. Yes, that they are somewhere and that Jack... I think the last Jack knew, and I could be wrong... They're at a party. The last Jack knew was that they knew where the cars were, that they were at a party, and he's like, well, we don't know where they are. We can't get onto it. You guys wait where you are. Yes, but Kim... Kim, right? Terry, the mum or Kim, no, the, the, the daughter, daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calls Terry yeah. and says, I'm in the shit. Yeah. and But, she, but Terry hasn't conveyed... Oh, Jack, you're right. right. I don't think so. So Jack just thinks they're at a party somewhere. Yes. Wait by the cars. They'll be back. Yeah. And then Terry's tried to call him a couple of times. Yeah. In, in fact, she tried to call him in there. <laughs> Nearly killed him. Yeah, I know. That it's would like, have been on her kill count. I'm like, come on, Jack. <laughs> Put your phone on silent. <laughs> I mean, that's a slip up right there. Yeah. I mean, I'm Jack Bauer, CTU. Yeah. I mean, get your act together, mate. And then he had the hide like three minutes later to say to the cop when she had the <laughs> yeah. radio. He's like, turn your radio off. I know. Like, Come on, mate. You what? nearly got both of you killed a Put second the phone, ago. The phone. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, so is he going to bust? Is he going to bust old man out of jail? I almost expected that to be the end of the episode. Him and go and grab his SUV and go and ram it into a police car to break that guy out. Oh, that's totally what I'm expecting. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be the first thing we see is that he's going to. Uh, well, actually, there's a there's a thumbnail which is on my uh, streaming service, and I don't know if you've got it, but every time I go to push play, it's the same thumbnail. And it's Jack and Tony approaching a car. Oh, yeah, I have seen that, yeah. Yeah, that's the thumbnail they get. And I'm like, well, clearly Jack and Tony are working together in that spoiler little thumbnail. (laughs) Asshole thumbnail pickers. Just so you know, listener, uh, everything is a spoiler to Ben. Well, clearly it is. (laughs) Now I'm watching it, I'm like, well, Jack doesn't find out at least until after I see that happen. Yeah. So until, you know... (laughs) Everything is a spoiler if you're looking... Yeah, fair enough. Watching trailers... I mean, let's just dive into spoilers just for a moment while we've got a couple of minutes left here. James Bond, the mm. latest movie. Still haven't, haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it, either, no, which, is, which is a bit sad. It's only, uh, it's only been out in Australia for... Uh, a, oh, no, it's only about three weeks, four weeks now. It might be four weeks Still, now. Still, though, sackable offence. Yeah. Um, but the God. point I was trying to make, why does a film like that need a trailer at all. The only thing that you're going to put in that thing, beyond new Bond movie is out now, everything else in it is a spoiler. You don't need to... Why do you need to tease me? Everyone that's going to watch it is going to watch it. You don't. You almost don't. Yeah, you don't. You could... I I would love, and they will never do it, I would love a studio. I'd love a Marvel, right? Not maybe the next Avengers film, but maybe you probably could, right? And just get to like today. We're recording on a Wednesday and then just leak out today and go, oh, by the way, the next film is in cinemas tomorrow. And just see what happens. Yeah. Or just have a trailer that just goes Avengers 34 or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. It's out now. Yeah. That is all. Bang. I get you. Just I, it. I, 
I, I think it'd still make just as much money. Yeah, I used to religiously... If it's a shit film <laughs> that no one knows about, sure. Put a few funny bits in there. Promote the hell out of it, yeah. Oh, we're getting wrapped up. Oh, oops. Oh, jeez. Uh, so kill wanna, count, I, what do you got? Oh, the kill count is uh, zero. Still zero. If we're not counting the cop, then zero. I finally got one. No son of a bitch, but a damn it. Oh, that was in but the it was warehouse? a whisper. Hey, when he was chasing old mate, in the like warehouse, through, yeah. and he was like, damn, damn it. Just very, very quiet. I was no, gonna I grab it, it for the show, but it was almost it was not worth it, so. Um the other so the other thing we didn't cover is Kim meets Gaines at the end. Oh yes. Near the end. So Kim that that's all gonna happen now. And he's so. like, just be good. Right. And you'll be free in a couple of hours. Shall we watch it tonight and do one tomorrow? Oh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully see you in a week. Get into geek.